Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 621, recorded live on Sunday, January 12th, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who watched some AGDQ, Dave Pillay. Hey, hey. And the man who was way too busy for that, Andy Lowe. Hi. Oh, man, but there were just some really good moments in it. I know. I, I'm going to have to check out the YouTube channel. The VODs. Yeah. As they say. Yeah, I all I actually missed the, the missed run. I watched the missed interview that they did with the runners before the run. And I got to tell you, uh, those runners are not the the like stereotypical speedrunner, which is awesome and cool because like you know super inclusive community. Uh, they're like they they looked a little older uh, and a little wiser than a lot of the the kids who are doing the speedrunning, which is to say they looked like they were. I mean, they were the people who would have played Mist when it came out mm-hmm. seriously. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was an event. It was an event. They raised a lot of money. Yeah, we've got a topic about that, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's why I'm not trying, I'm trying not to get too into it, but like, holy crap, man, it was awesome. Like, it was just, it, yeah, it was yeah. a really good event this year. Yeah, I just, so much stuff going on that I just never had had a chance. I was even going Throw to... Throw in the background. Uh, oh, the, I've tried doing that at work. I've tried having videos on in the background while I yeah. do other things, but then... Uh, my attention gets too split where it just it doesn't seem you know i I can listen to podcasts while i'm driving because it's like listening to the radio while i'm driving that one is okay but there's even sometimes when i'm driving where i'll have to like rewind it a bit because i missed you know something but if i'm actively trying to do something and something else is in the background then it it can get a little distracting yeah i know that's why you know one of the guys came down at work and was asking me, you know, you know, oh, do you, do you, you know, do you even listen to our radio stations? <laughs> and I'm just like, at work, no, no, because I'm busy working. Yeah, you know, I, it just, it doesn't, you know, I'll, I'll throw the Tigers game on in the background because, you know, that one because baseball is so mind-numbingly boring, you don't need to pay attention to it. <laughs> oh, I walked right into that one. Yep. Uh... But yeah, I'm like, no, I'm I'm too busy actually trying to do things and get everything set up and working that, you know, I, I don't have time to just um, to, to, to handle that. It. It's just yeah. I, I, I can't. I, I got to I got to okay. focus. Andy, yeah. Andy, it's OK. I know. I watched one of the, the, the events that I really wanted to watch. Uh, I actually watched most of the ones I really wanted to watch. Uh, one of them was the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past randomizer crowd control. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> there were words in there. All right, let's break it down. Ready? Okay. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Yes. So the Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda game. Yes. Randomizer. All the items are swapped around. Oh, yeah. So the you, you would go to the end of the you know dungeon and hit a thing, and it's normally supposed to have something important. It might just have a ruby in it. Right, rupee, but yes. Okay, sorry, rupee. Uh, or, or like, you know, you open the, the chest in Link's house, and it's the single arrow. Or it's the hookshot. Or you don't know because everything has been moved around. Yep. Crowd control. Crowd control is this thing that has been put together, and it integrates with Twitch. 
and you exchange your Twitch bits for coins, which you can then spend on the crowd control. So this is not the player, this is the people watching the player. And the people watching the player can influence the game. Oh, jeez. So they can add uh, items to to your item pool, which is to say they can like give you coins, uh, give you rupees, they can give you uh, bombs, they can give you arrows, they can take those things away. They can turn on ice physics so that the ground, no matter where you are, is slippery. Oh, jeez. And it's specific to the game. So, like, this is all specific to Legend of Zelda. Um, they they had one in this one where they could give him super speed. So for a minute, he's just moving very quickly. But he doesn't know that this stuff is coming. The player is just there and is playing the game. And this stuff is just happening to him with no warning. Um <laughs> Another favorite is the the control swap. So there's multiple forms of control swap. First off, they can flip the D-pad so that up is down, down is up, left is right, and right is left. They can flip the buttons so the A, B, X, Y all swap around. And they can swap the buttons and the D-pad so that you move with the buttons and you, like, attack with the D-pad. <laughs> Jeez. That would just be so aggravating. <laughs> The, the runner I was watching do this, I've actually been watching him for about a year now. He's really good. Like, he is really, really good at randomizer. He knows this game very well. It took him three hours and 40 minutes to finish. It normally takes him, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the, the players can actually, not the players, the, the stream, the, that, the crowd can actually purchase a kill the player option. Just no matter where he is, no matter what he's doing, they can trigger a death. That's horrible. So at one point in the stream, he was starting from Link's house in the light world and was going to the upper left corner of the map in the dark world, which is a bit of a run. Yeah. They made him die four times. (laughs) He had to do that run four times in a row. It was great. It was amazing to watch. And it was the the commentary was just so entertaining. Oh, God, it was so good. So, yes, I watched AGDQ. What did you do this week? Lots of work. <clears throat> trying to think of what else did I do this week. Uh, I went back to curling. That was uh, that was interesting because that was the first time I had been on my ice since I tore my PCL. Um, I'm trying to remember what else I did this week. It everything has just kind of just been blending together. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do this week? Oh, I had an oil change on Tuesday. Woo! <clears throat> Looking at my calendar, it's not really much on there. What the hell did I do? I had physical therapy two times last week. Yeah, it was just all over the place. <laughs> but it seems nothing specific. Hmm. Well, okay then. Yep. <clears throat> oh, shoot. Somebody bought, somebody posted an Axia node really cheap online, and then somebody already bought it. God. Yeah. Sorry, I've got the email alert. Hey, Axianode, $300, normally two and a half grand. <laughs> and go take a look. I already purchased. Well, I mean, of course, right? Of course. So, okay. oh, Kate, Kate's uh, messaging me. Let's see, Monday shopping, Tuesday curling. <laughs> Sorry, I'm amused. Wednesday, we went out to eat. Thursday, Kate was stuck at Target. And then Friday, I kind of just stayed home due to the weather. Yeah, how and much have you have HGQ. you gotten have you gotten any? We had a winter snow? storm. We got uh, about an inch and a half of snow and about a quarter inch of ice. So snow blowing the driveway was awesome because like the snow just blew right off of it. But then there was also a layer of ice underneath it. That kind of sucks. <clears throat> um, yeah, not too much else. 
We uh we haven't really gotten. We were supposed to get ice and uh, freezing rain, which uh, I was told by one of our other. Um, I think we might have lost power at one of our transmitter sites, and the generator didn't kick on. I'll have to check that on Monday. And then, according to one of our other guys, uh, one of our stations is running at fifty-eight to sixty percent since the antenna's been iced over. Ooh, so which is it, that's a normal occurrence in winter. Is you know the antennas will you know if you don't have them protected, they'll get ice on them, and that will change. <laughs> the uh the the uh ref- reflectivity of the rf signal so just have to reduce the power and most of the time they'll do that automatically if the if they start getting you know feedback so yeah so the thing's running at 58 to 60 percent due to icing <clears throat> but here it doesn't seem that bad there's some snow out but it um, doesn't look bad cool but yeah no everybody was like oh my god oh my god oh yeah friday was the holiday party for work that's why uh-huh. That's what, yeah, that was the holiday party for work. And then I finally was able to move a piece of equipment that had been in continuous operation since 2009. That's gross. It also had not been, yeah, it had not been updated since 2009 because it was in continuous operation. What what piece of equipment was this? Uh, It was an Axia power station, which is kind of one of the quote unquote brains of the Axia network. Okay. Um. It, 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 it does a lot of audio routing and mixing and that sort of stuff. So all of the Kalamazoo radio stations were run through that box. So if I tried to update said box, I would have to reboot said box and then kick all of our stations off the air. Not the, not the most um, best thing to do. <laughs> no, no, not, not usually. Um... So we had a, we finally got another one, got that installed, and so I've been slowly moving everything off of one box onto the other box. Finally finished that up on Friday, on Friday, so I was able to move that. And while I'm moving it, I'm like, well, shoot, now is the time to update it. It was a 12-step update process. Oh, oh God, how long did it take? The entire rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Because <clears throat> you had to, you had to, you know, upload it incrementally, update it because the uh, file formats of the updates were different. So you had to get it up to a certain point, and then basically put in a file converter, and then update it again, and then you had to put a bootloader converter, and then you had to up. It was just over and over, and just so many different updates. But now it's finally up to date. Yay! Yay! What's the what's the biggest number you've seen on the applying patch one of blank on like the Windows update screen? Uh, that was probably our voicemail server, which was two hundred and ninety four. Yeah, I think you beat me. Mine was in the hundreds, but I don't know if it was all. I don't know if it was three hundred. No, that was our that was our voicemail server. We had to do it with that uh, WannaCry, I think. Oh, that was a nasty one. Yeah, I think that was WannaCry because I was going to do that on Monday, but my boss is like, "No, we kind of want to get this updated over the weekend," and I'm just like, <sighs> "That's that's where I drove into work because yes, I could have updated all the stuff remotely from home, but I would be basically limited by my you know like home bandwidth for remoting into all these individual computers." So I got on the big gigabyte, yeah, I think it's gigabyte now, gigabyte per second pipe we have at the office, and I was using that to connect to all the remote computers. And that was a that was a long day. Yeah, I believe it. <clears throat> okay. But yeah, no, topic? supposedly supposedly all the winter storm has passed us now, so that's good. Yeah, no, ours we, we got hit not terribly hard, but like we got hit. Mm-hmm. It's it's I have to go and probably reshovel the driveway and like salt it or something because it's just so icy. Yeah, we uh we got and the it's 
cold? That's yeah. the other thing. What's what's the temperature there? Oh, that is an excellent question. Survey says current temperature 29 degrees. Echo, what's the temperature? Right now, it's 22 degrees Fahrenheit. Today, expect a high of 27 degrees. Ooh. Would you like to know the weather for tomorrow? No. It's cold. <laughs> yep. We're also supposed to get more snow today, evidently. Oh, yeah, sure enough, tonight around 9 o'clock. Oh, Woo! my gosh. Sunday? Next Sunday. Yeah. This high is of... Sunday, Andy. Well, I know. I'm saying next Sunday. Oh, next Sunday. Okay. High of 18. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Next Saturday. Oh, negative was Google. Negative 16C2F. Next Saturday is a low of three degrees. Yeah, ours is a low of eight. <laughs> winter is here. Forget this winter is coming bullshit. Winter is here. Well, yeah, because we already passed the uh, winter solstice. Yeah, but I mean, like, winter is here. Yep. Took its sweet ass time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. Uh, we have we have a meteorologist that calls into the morning show every day from one of the TV stations, and they yeah. were talking with him, and they're like, "So, uh, you know, what's the long term forecast out there?" And it's like, "Oh, it's about average, you know, for total snowfall accumulation and stuff there." And he's like, "Wait, aren't we currently below average for the current season?" He's like, "Yep." <laughs> So what you're telling me is we're going to have, in order to get to average snowfall over the whole span, we're going to be over average snowfall for the second half of winter. (laughs) And he's like, yep. It's like, oh, see what you're trying to do there. You're trying to not make it sound as bad by saying, oh, yeah, no, just average snowfall for the season. For the season, though. Like, that's that's the important part. Yeah. Average snowfall for the season. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, so should we actually hit topics? Uh, probably. So do we want to talk suppose. about, we, we could hit the AGDQ, AGDQ totals. And the $3.13 million that they raised. Props to them on that. Yep, for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Nice. I was kind of sad, actually, uh, because not, not that they raised $3 million for Prevent Cancer, but... I didn't watch the finale last night. Oh. I, I decided to go to sleep and, you know, sleep. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the final run was a mod of Super Metroid called Super Metroid Impossible, which was a very, very difficult run. Um, and I, I did not stay up through the end of it. So I went to sleep when they were still at 3.08 million. Uh, but it was, it was cool to see they broke the 3.1. That's their highest amount ever. They've raised over $25 million cumulatively for prevent cancer foundation there were some pretty cool things that happened in there too um there was a, a streamer who faked a blue screen of death yes on uh on uh bioshock yep i yeah, don't know how he did it i don't know how he did it but he he faked a blue screen of death in the middle of the run yeah he uh so <clears throat> i looked up the the history on this thing so the speed runs um in bioshock there's a three minute basically monologue in the game yeah and there's a basically a glitch that you can try and use to skip it skip it because that's how you just speed run is yeah skip as much of the game as possible so the the streamer said that you know some weird things can happen <clears throat> if you try and use this glitch which then the game blue screened <laughs> which you know was kind of <clears throat> interesting and then all of a sudden it's the uh the todd roll mean which you know the screen goes black and then it uh fades up to the skyrim title card yep the which, opening of skyrim yeah the opening of skyrim which everybody you know it, it blue screens the screen goes black and fades into skyrim everybody laughs and then he um he basically just you know reloads the game 
and then uh, still finishes it in less than 50 minutes. Well, because he didn't read the game never actually crashed. No, it, this was I watched the, the stream, not live, but I watched the, the like redo of it. And it I mean, it, it, it's clearly some sort of overlay. So I didn't understand that he was able to actually mod his bring his own modded game to this. I just I seems... think so, because everyone brings their own equipment for this. OK, so I think he just had a, a thing that was set up to trigger. Still, though, that's <laughs> you got to be pretty confident to know. <laughs> You know, you're still going to be doing good enough that you can actually throw almost basically just like a Rick roll into your own uh, into your own run. God, that's funny. But yes, no, congratulations to uh, AGDQ, yep, PCF, and all the runners who did amazing stuff like the double blindfold shared controller Mike Tyson punch out game. Like, do they just play off of sound? Yep. Sound, knowledge of the game. That's just crazy. <clears throat> wow. So yeah, so yeah, congratulations to them for that. And uh, we'll find out where, uh, well, they got summer games coming up. And yep, then... SGDQ. Uh, that will be, do they have the stats on that yet? It's awesome games done quick. Donate, donate, schedule, discord. They redid their site. Event info. No, don't see anything yet about Summer Games Done Quick. Uh, Summer Games Done Quick will not be benefiting the Prevent Cancer Foundation, though. It is Doctors Without Borders. Which, still, that's, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. They're, they're both good. Like, yeah, I'd love to get the details on it, though. Like, when and where. It'll be somewhere in the summer, because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So let's see what else we get. Well, we can, do you want to talk about the CES? Yeah, that happened too, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I suppose we can talk about CES. I threw a couple of uh, best of award sure. things on Let's there. Go hit in gadgets. Best of for CES. What did they like at CES 2020? The the one they really liked was the Hydra Loop. That was their the, best. The Hydra Loop. The Hydra Loop is basically just a big appliance that will sit in your basement and takes in outgoing wastewater, uses six maintenance-free water treatments to sterilize the water, which then can be reused in toilets, washing machines, pools, and even in the garden. Notice it does not say anything for drinking. No, 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 no. This is not for drinking, no. So you, in order to use this, you have to have a separate line for, I believe, what is typically referred to as gray water. Yes. And that's what you need, like, your your uh, toilets and stuff plugged into. Yes. So, cool, but, like, most houses don't have that. No, this would be something where you would have to... <clears throat> you have to be aware of this as you're building a house. Yes. You have to ask for a second line of water. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, though, I might be able to, you know, if, I, if, I, if this was installed in our house, I would be able to <clears throat> retrofit it for the washing machine and for the downstairs toilet because you're those, thinking about your plumbing yes i'm thinking about the plumbing the plumbing because yeah. we don't have a finished ceiling in the basement and both of the the washing machines are in the basement already so that'd be just an easy disconnect of the washing machine hose and we move it over to the hydro loop mm-hmm. and then um yeah the downstairs toilet the lines come up from the floor specifically for the toilet so i just you know cut and cap that line and move that over to the hydro loop system and i got both of those going <laughs> okay I don't know, man. Like, what happens if it breaks? I don't know. That's the other question is they say that you could save up to 20,000 gallons of water per year. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the heck our price is per gallon water usage. And the unit itself, which is about the size of a refrigerator, is four grand as well. So you would have to, you know, see what your... Big upfront investment. Yes. 
Oh, Kate's got our water bill. She's looking. She's handed me the bill. Let's see. One unit of water is a thousand gallons. We used 28 units of water. So 28,000 gallons. Yes. At five, no, in city water. Let's see. So let's see. 87.92. Oh, $3.14 a unit. And we use 28 units. 87.92. So 4,000 divided by 87.92. 45 quarters. Divide that by four. Take uh, 12 years to pay off. And that's if you replaced all of your water consumption. All of the water consumption, yes. Which, Which doing the downstairs bathroom and laundry, not going to do it. No. So 20 plus years. Yeah, pretty much. Granted, that's just the lifetime of the device. I don't know, especially no since, since they say, new. yeah, since they say, you know, it's maintenance free. Yep. <laughs> right. Maintenance free. You know what that really means? That uh, after about five to ten years, it's if it breaks, there's no way to fix it. Mm-hmm. That's that's what maintenance free means. OK, yeah, I'm looking through the rest of this list like, cool, there's a drone and a laptop and a competitor for um, GoPro. Yay. Why is Sony making a car? That was the big surprise for <clears throat> CES, was Sony suddenly coming out with a car. We're just like, what? <laughs> Why is Sony making a car, Andy? I go to you for these things, Andy. I, do, I don't know. What's special about this car? Supposedly, Sony's been working on the sensors, working on the, um, you know, the... I, I assume it's a, like, fully electric car. Yes. They just want to work on mobility technology. Okay. So they're not actually making a car. No. It's a level two autonomous driving car. Yes. So it's like adaptive cruise control, and this article has a typo in it. <laughs> car has level two autonomous driving capabilities, which covers steering, acceleration, and braking. B-R-E-A-K-I-N-G. That's not the kind of brakes you want on a car. No. <laughs> it's basically, they took everything that Sony's been working on with the mobility stuff and just all threw it together on a car platform. Okay. Which I have to give them props because according to one of the articles here, 10 different companies collaborated with Sony on this car and was able to keep it under wraps. That is... I have to give them, like, props for whatever NDAs they had people sign. Because, yeah, nobody knew this was coming. <laughs> it just showed up. So it it's uh, be interesting to see. <clears throat> uh, what else did we get the other awards from The Verge? Oh, oh, we didn't talk about the Bali. The what? It's, who made that one? Is that in the Verge article? Yeah, laptop, laptop, curved screen, bezel-less... Gigantic 8- curved screen, good yeah. lord. And a bezel-less 8K television, because, yeah, there's 8K out there. You know, I look at my TV and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't care that it has a bezel. You know, that's, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing is GE announced new smart switches, but these cool. things do not need a neutral wire. Oh, that makes it easier. Yes. No neutral wire and no hub will be needed. Yes, please. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. Okay, what's this Bali thing? Was that Samsung? Yep, Samsung Bali. The idea is that this would follow you around and work with your other Internet of Things. So, you know, it would be able to, you know, control your drapes. Kind of think of like your... <laughs> uh, your Amazon Echo in a ball that follows you around, but also has a camera in it, which, you know, in the video was seen doing all these great, amazing things. At the actual show, (laughs) Bali seemed merely capable of rolling back and forth a bit and going bleep bloop in an endearing fashion. So, what? (laughs) Yeah. 
Can you imagine walking around like a downtown area and just having dozens of these things moving around? <laughs> just following you. Yep. I love in the video that it's rolling next to a cat. Yeah, right. Because the cat isn't going to get up and immediately start batting at this fantastic little toy. <laughs> Which makes me uh, now ask the question of where the heck is LG's rolling bot that was shown back in 2016? I don't know, but also, like, this is terrifying. This is the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen out of CES, and that's saying something. Like, they're attributing artificial intelligence to this thing. Oh, it sees the dog laying on the ground, and so it turns on the TV so the dog has something to watch. And it triggers the vacuum to, like, clean up a mess that the dog made. Yeah. Because what the dog really needs is, you know, television. This, well, I mean, that actually is a, a thing. Really? Like, if you have a dog that's alone at home, sometimes it's nice to put the television on so that it can have something to, to do, that it can watch the screen, especially if you put up other animals on the screen. Oh, okay. But, like, even beyond all... Oh, God, first off, that was a really bad edit, guys. That was a really, really bad edit in their video. Um, uh, otherwise... Hang on, I gotta grab a screen cap of that real quick. Yeah, right there. That's That's what I want. Thank you. <laughs> It's supposed to be streaming uh, a live image of this person's back onto the video for her. Yeah. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> nope. Oops. Uh, the lighting's also off between... Uh, never mind. Um, yeah. But, like, I don't want a camera rolling around with me following me. I already have a camera with me at all times. It's in my pocket. Yes. I don't want another one that's, like, legit behind me following me as I move around the world. Okay, I'm done. Next. <laughs> oh, shoot, I missed that. Huh? Sonos sues Google. Okay. Sonos has sued Google for alleged copying the patent speaker technology while undercutting it at the market. Yep, probably. <laughs> Google stole its multi-room speaker technology after getting access to it through a 2013 partnership. The original partnership would let Sonos speakers support Google Play Music, but the company allegedly used patented technology in its now-discontinued Chromecast audio device, then continued to use it in the Google Home lineup of smart speakers and Pixel product lineup. <laughs> oh. So Google gets in a partnership, steals all the stuff, undercuts their prices. Yep, I mean, does that... Yeah, of, of course. That's yeah, going to happen. That's, it's that's, not good that it does. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. a terrible, terrible thing. But it's also, yeah, like, that's why the, the courts are there. Yes. They're also uh, claiming that Amazon has also violated its patents with the Echo device family. Yeah, I'd believe it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on from CES. Why is Y2K coming back, Andy? Because people were lazy back oh. in the original Y2K. Yep. So we know, we, we talked about the Y2K bug, rather, when they would use um, two digits rather than four, right? Okay. So, you know, 1998 would be just 98. And then when we reach 2000, they would think it was 1900. Yeah. Well, uh, supposedly an estimated 80% of computers fixed in 1999 used an option called windowing, which would treat all dates from double zero to two zero as from the 2000s rather than the 1900s. Okay. Well, we're now reached the end of that um, window, so things are now starting to break again. Oops. And believe that they are from the 1900s? Yes. The 1920s specifically? Yes. <clears throat> There are utility company bills uh, that have been produced with the erroneous date of 1920. Parking meters in New York City have declined credit card transactions because of the date glitch. Um, <sighs> thousands of cash registers oh, manufactured were unable to print receipts due to a glitch in the register's clock. And the funniest one I saw, 
WWE 2K20. 2K20 stopped working at midnight on January 1st, 2020. Oops. Why did the game stop working? What the hell does the game need with the current date? I don't know. (laughs) That it has to know the year. Like, can we just, can we appreciate that for a moment? Yeah, yeah. why why does it need to know? (laughs) Um... We're inching closer to the real one. Yes, the 2038 problem. Yeah, that's on the last uh, paragraph of this article. Yep. That's... 18 years away. Mm-hmm. We are closer to 2038 than we were to Y2K. Yep. Oops. But they were, you know, people were like, oh, we're not going to have to worry about this because our software and other things will be long out of use by 2020. Yeah, well, yeah. surprise. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. Uh, a piece of software called Splunk, which ironically looks for errors in computer systems, uh, they rolled out a fix because they were vulnerable to this bug to 92 of the top 100 companies in the Fortune 100. Yep. 92. Not even Fortune 500. These are Fortune 100 companies. Yep. Down what to tell you, man. Like, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just like my Subaru. The fact that my Subaru has the, not this problem, but GPS had the same exact thing with the date or the month. Yep. Oh, thanks, Google, for uh, searching for my, your lawsuit against Sonus. <laughs> I just glanced over at my phone and it was the Google Assistant was up. And I'm like, why is the Google Assistant up? And then it's. Because you must have said the trigger phrase. Yep. Okay. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon Go. Yes actually had its best year ever yeah so people who are saying like oh people still play that game yes yes people still play that game and it's making gobs of money Mm -hmm. fifth highest earning mobile game worldwide last year yeah for a three and a half year old game Mm -hmm. well three year old it's a big game Mm -hmm. it's a big game and they just added more to it i'm looking right here there's a there was an update i actually posted the update as a topic um because they added uh, a feature that was missing from launch that like was kind of sad there are certain pokemon that you you had to trade to evolve well but pokemon go didn't have trading at launch so you couldn't trade to evolve but now they added a, a thing where if you trade these pokemon um it lowers the cost to evolve them to nothing what if you trade them, they evolve for free. That's oh. how they implemented the trade to evolve thing. Okay, that makes sense, actually, yeah. Hmm. But they're making a lot of money. Good mm-hmm. lord. Might have a problem, though, in China. Yeah? Because China has released their Healthy China 2030 initiative, which will, uh, according Healthy to them... China. Yeah, push to improve Chinese mental health through various measures affecting schools, mental health organizations, counseling, and educational initiative. It also includes plans for reduction of violent or pornographic content that it believes is causing an increase in mental disorders among minors. So there, you know, it could... Pokemon Go is not violent nor pornographic. Yes, but they could start there. They named online games, live streaming, and short videos and educational apps as regulatory targets. Probably for the mental health aspect. Mm-hmm. Rules issued in November restrict underage player access to games. They've revived the, revised the Minors Protection Law dedicated to online protection. So it, it could just start with those two, but could expand beyond that quite easily because of the Chinese government. Whatever they say goes. So we'll have to see what happens with this. Do you own any game soundtracks? Yes. Have you bought any of them through Steam? Uh, does it count if it was part of a package? Sure. Then yes. Okay. Because before, on Steam, they were listed as DLC, but um, that would just be confusing because they're not really DLC. Because you can buy them independently. Yes. 
So there's going to be a now a new soundtrack type on Steam. Cool. So if I go to the Steam store, yes, I can search for soundtracks to games. Mm-hmm. And you can now purchase soundtracks without purchasing the base game. You can now download soundtracks without downloading the base game. You can browse and manage their owned and downloaded soundtracks directly from the library. Can configure a Steam music directory where all their soundtrack will be placed, rather than having to locate it in subdirectories of game content. I don't see it yet. Must not be released on my machine yet. Uh, we plan on launching these features in a wider way, including a sales event on January 20th. So, okay, in a week. Yeah, you probably don't have... Do you have beta set up for your Steam? Yeah. Oh. Of course I do. <clears throat> Isaac's in there watching somebody else play with toys. <laughs> it's literally what the YouTube video is. There's a bunch of toys lying around, and somebody picks yeah. up the toys and plays with them. Of course. Yeah. So LG had a recent sales call, and the company's new CEO promised a return to profitability for LG's mobile division, which hasn't been profitable for 14 quarters in a row. Three years, and they would like to make a smartphone that sells well. I mean, they got a big competition at this point oh why 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 are they making a dual screen phone oh they're not they're making a dual screen they're making a case with a screen that extends your phone screen oh that's kind of neat is it are you sure i don't know i'd have to actually see it in person because i i had at one point a case that had a slit eyed out keyboard but uh it was okay I, yeah. But still, it's... They're turning your your phone into a Nintendo DS? <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Mm, I, I, really, it's, you're coming in as a new CEO, and the first thing he says, yes, we're going to make our phone's phone division profitable again. Mmm, I, at this point... Okay, so what we got? We got Apple phones, the iPhone. You got the Samsung. You got Google doing the Pixel. Pixels, yep. You got your Huawei phone for outside the U.S. market. Is that, is that really it? Is it really just those four? Uh, Samsung, Google. Let's look at smartphone sales for 2019. Shoot, yep, yeah, I don't know. Global smartphone market share. Let's see what this says. By quarter. Samsung, let's see, 2019 quarter three. Samsung, 21%. Huawei, 18%. Apple, 12%. Uh, Oppo, Nine percent. I've never heard of Oppo. Xiaomi. Eight uh, percent. They're not U.S. though. Yeah, this is all. This is worldwide. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, Samsung, Huawei, Apple, top three. Google's still going to be doing the Pixels because it's Google and Android. And right there, between those twenty-one, eighteen, and twelve, you have a large chunk of the market. Yeah, with how many companies? Four. LG wants to try. Are they even on the current list of global? smartphone market share by quarter let's see probably not nope two three four five six seven the top seven less than three percent of global market share compared to samsung the other you know korean company at 21 percent worldwide tell me again how you're gonna make money off of this i don't know it's a very ambitious claim it's possible right like they, they could have something in the works there's always room for disruption yes that's how the iphone but, got into the way it is but like you can't be a CEO and just come in and say, yep, I'm going to do this. Like, oh, LG. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else we got? Game unions. Yes, the, in, in odd news, the communication yeah. workers of America, so the people who are your unions for your telecoms, uh, telecoms, the, the wire hanger folk and. Yes, 
Tower climbers. Probably not and like all that. electricians, though. That's a different union. Yes. No, that's I IBEW, International, International Brotherhood, Brotherhood of, Electro- of Electrical Workers. Yes. Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, no. This one's specifically just for your telcos. Telcoms. So, yeah, you're, okay. you're basically your cable guys. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to team up with the Gamer Workers Unite to create the campaign to organize digital employees. <laughs> the code. Yes. Okay. Uh, cool. Unions are good. Yes. So they're going to try and, you know, create uh, one digital employee union. Union, yep. I had a a discussion about a month ago with a family member who is very, very anti-union. And it was was an interesting discussion, to say the least. Unions are better for the workers. Yes. You just have to be worried about... They are... Just as susceptible to corruption as anything else. Mm-hmm. But unions are better for the workers. Yes. Can't argue against that. Cool. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, <laughs> Especially since, you know, Ac- yeah, Activision Blizzard laying off 800 staff following a quote-unquote record year. That was one of their talking points on that yep. thing. Um, well, Activision Blizzard is Activision. Yep. So, speaking of cable people, uh, Spectrum is currently not allowing anybody else to purchase the Spectrum home security equipment. So no new customers for their home security stuff. And on February 5th, they will no longer support the current Spectrum home security equipment. And none of the devices, the cameras, motion sensors, thermostats, touchscreens, can be paired with other existing services. So it's useless. Pretty much, yes. The the security system is useless. Yes. Spectrum is hoping to smooth things over with quote-unquote exclusive offers from Ring um, the, to purchase a year of professional monitoring at a cost of $340. The, the deal does not include security cameras. Ooh. Really, that, I would be so pissed if I spent hundreds of dollars on the security on a security system security system that I found out will no longer be able to be accessed yep. from outside. Would would you be uh, pissed enough to I don't know sue the company? I I'd be talking to a lawyer about a class action suit yes. right about now. Yeah, no, that would that would that would sound about right. You know, I hate having you, Spectrum you might internet, be but about that this Spectrum it's either Spectrum or AT and T where I'm at. And yep. I, I don't like AT&T's internet, so I'm stuck with Spectrum, but glad I didn't, you know, sign up for any sort of bundle. Yep. Um, which can lead us to another topic. Verizon is dropping their bundles. What bundles does Verizon have? Well, they had, you know, the Fios triple play, so you could get your internet through Ver- your home internet through Verizon, your Fios TV through Verizon, and your home internet through Verizon. Yeah, home internet, home TV, home phone. That was their okay. triple play. They're dropping that. In favor of separate pricing? Yes. One price, no gotcha, you know, 12 months out of a 24-month contract at a lower price. None of that stuff. It's just, boom, base price, here you go. Okay. That's that's actually not a bad thing. No. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's crazy. You're like, Verizon did what? They actually... I'm waiting for the other shoe. Like, (laughs) they're doing what? (laughs) Yeah, you pay that cost. There are no extra charges for regional sports fees, just taxes and uh, equipment rental. And they literally post on the page what the equipment rental cost is. Like, it's it's right there. Yeah, you want a TV? Pick your plan. Test drive TV, $50 a month. Set top box is $12 a month. Okay. 
I love their test drive, though. Fios TV test drive. Explore 425 plus channels. Watch for 60 days. Then we'll recommend the best plan for you. My guess is they'll see what channels you're actually watching and tell you which plan would be the best one for you. That's actually a neat idea. Huh. I know. It's crazy, right? This is... This is... CS Entertainment up to 940 megabits per second. Wow. That's a lot of network. I know, for that price? I... That that is just 10 bucks more than my charter speed. Or 10 bucks bucks more a month than my current charter. Yeah, I, I think that's the case for me, too. I'm trying to log in right now to find out and double check. Yeah, my account. Yeah, I'm paying 75 bucks a month. And this, yeah, I, I'm paying almost that much for a tenth of that speed. How am I paying $75 a month for just internet? I'm paying 70 a month for just internet. It's because we're over a barrel. Yeah, it's because there's no competition. Mm-hmm. It's it's Charter Spectrum or it's AT and T Uverse. Yep, same thing here. That's that's it. Have you um have you signed up for that T Mobile notification at all or no? Say that again. Did we talk about T Mobile's home internet? Yes. Okay. I think so. Because I've I've signed up for you know getting notified as soon as that's available for me. Yeah, but I'm not a T-Mobile customer. I know. True. I will be if and when this merger goes through. <laughs> True. Uh, okay. What else do we want to talk about? V V V V V V. What? V V V V V V. Okay, that was a game, a game, right? Yeah, it is a game by Terry Kavanaugh. Okay, who is the, he makes some really hard games. Yeah, like real hard games, um, including V V V V V V. And in celebration of ten years, as well as in celebration of AGDQ, he posted the source code, and not just posted the source code, like he is officially declaring it as open source. Well, it's a ten-year-old game. <laughs> yep. It, but it still sells. True. Uh, I started looking through the source code. He actually put like a small guide to the source code on his um, his blog and said, like, here's some cool things to look for and some interesting decisions that were made and reasons why. It's but because it's on GitHub, I decided to also look at the um, pull requests. People are making pull requests. Oh, cool. One of them was just added 43 minutes ago. <laughs> Pull requests, if you're not familiar with them, is when other people have created some sort of contribution to the code and you would like to add that into the main piece of code. Uh, You can put in a pull request saying, I would like you to pull my code and people are doing it. They're they're actually making fixes to the software and additions to the game with pull requests. That's funny. And I I will point out it has been released for four days. (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. What, does he have anything else on his... Ooh, he does have other things on his... Huh. It's always interesting going into people's GitHub and looking at their repositories. Like, what pieces of software have you made? Interesting. So I'm, I forgot what my AT&T password is, so I'm trying to reset it right now. And the two options <laughs> for sending you a temporary password... Send it via my email or send it in the actual mail. If you'd like to wait a week. <laughs> yeah, just is just, potentially safer. I mean, what if your email was your AT&T email? Like, then, then you can't get in. It makes sense, sort of. Okay. Six to 24 characters may not be all letters, may not be all numbers, may not be the same as your user ID. May contain uppercase, lowercase, numbers, underscores, or hyphen. No special characters, really, guys? <sighs> Let's try that. 
So what else we got on the list? Uh, oh, Walmart's big robot. Walmart yes. is basically built a giant robot onto the back of their store in Salem, New Hampshire. Part okay. of a system called Alphabot, which um, picks up grocery orders faster than a human. So this is for people ordering electronically for pickup. Yes, groceries. How does it pick up groceries faster than a human? Like, it doesn't travel the store. No, no, no. There's a giant warehouse built onto the back. It's a 20,000 square foot warehouse, which is pretty small because Amazon fulfillment centers are about 400,000 square feet. Yeah. So this one's just for grocery items, not produce. But just the like stuff that would normally be on a shelf. Yeah, canned soup, frozen foods, milk. Okay light bulbs you put your order in there and it will um it will box it up for you 10 times faster than a human all right well then yep still need an employee to put the stuff into the system yes but then this thing manages like expirations and wow the bins come in there somebody stands there and they've got three shopping bags and it tells you which shopping bag to place it in and so somebody's moving it from a bin to a shopping bag so there's still human elements yes it's still a human bagger yes and a human it carries it up to the front to, you know, transport into your car or to whoever is delivering it to your house. But is this is this the future of shopping? Probably is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Your Meyer grocery store, your Kroger, your Walmart is going to be just a giant warehouse with a small fresh food section in the front. I don't know how the... Because hmm. a lot of the grocery stores are set up for that, um, was it urge purchase or not urge? That's not the word I'm looking for. I, I like urge perch. That's good. Yeah. No, we should we should make that a thing. The urge perch. Uh, it's escaping my mind, which is terrible because compulsory buying. Like, yes. Compulsory, yeah, compulsory is what I'm thinking of. Uh, impulse, yeah. impulse buy. There we are, impulse. We, we got there eventually. <laughs> impulse purchases. We smart. <laughs> yeah. Slam yeah. my microphone into my monitor. Impulse buys. Yes, this this will definitely, you know, granted. No. You still have no. impulse buys on Amazon, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Yes. Like Andy, Imagine if the candy shelf next to the register could change person to person. Oh, yeah. How many more impulse buys do you think they'd get? True. Now imagine that the candy shelf is in front of the cashier and you have to click a button to make it go away. Yeah, and it's also, you know, like, hey, you're buying cookies. You want to add some milk to that? Yep. You know, oh, I see you're buying pie crust. Here are our pie fillings, you know, right then and there. It's like bing, bing, bing. Yep. You know, oh, you're back. You're back this week. Would you like to put your weekly staples into your shopping cart? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. (laughs) Every week. Yeah. You know, do you want milk? Yes, I want milk. Do you want bread? Yes, I want bread. Do you want eggs? Yes, I want eggs. How about butter? Yes. And then you just drive up. Drive up. They put it into your car. Mm-hmm. You drive away. Yep. It's coming. It's mm-hmm. actually here yes. in, in some form. Like, I yes. can actually do that with my local grocery store. I just yeah. haven't. Yeah, Meyer's got the M Perks pickup or whatever it's called and, you know, shipped and all those things. Yeah. The future is now. Ooh, this one even lets me do, like, groceries, like apples and peppers. And oh, stuff. yeah. No, that's, they have that. That's, you know, you got to have a person pick that stuff, though. Yeah. Maybe I should just do this next time instead of <laughs> spend an hour and a half in the store i bet you you could also like start adding things to your grocery list as the week goes on i should probably i get okay the future is now andy i know sorry dave i'm gonna have to try this no don't if i'm gonna try this I'm, i want to see how this goes all right we'll we'll see this well 
should we uh, hit? Should we hit the? Is there anything else you want to talk about on the list? I think that's most of the stuff on the list. Is yeah, I think that's just about everything. Okay. Um, AGDQ made three point one million dollars. Props to them good, on that. Good lord, it's a lot of money. Yep. Right. So random review. Yep. Okay. I am reviewing the Closet Made M A I D Shelf Track System. Hang on, Closet Made shelf track system yes because you're redoing a closet yes i uh my closet uh was designed by somebody else (laughs) the previous (laughs) homeowner (laughs) okay and it hadn't really been working for me so i literally started uh i mean it's kind of like a two-fold thing there where i started going through every clothes in my closet and you know i would try it on if it fit me that's fine i would wear it um if it didn't fit me it's in the uh donate pile or some of the stuff is the oh my god why is this still in my closet sort of thing so i was trying to find a you know how do i want to set up my closet for me and one of my uh co-workers talked to me about how you know i was like well he was all about organization and customization and he's moved multiple times within the last 10 years so i'm like okay right. you know i went to him and i'm like okay what do you do for your closet and he talked about he's like well i tried you know lowe's i tried ikea i tried and he's like but what i've settled on now is the <clears throat> shelf track collection for my stuff there okay. and what it is is you basically have one track at the top okay okay and you have Hor- wait horizontal hor- track hor- yeah there's a horizontal track at the top okay and then down these tracks are little basically vertical slats that you can put down and then things attached to the slats including shelves and um drawers and other hangers dr- drawers and hangers and everything basically but it's all modular okay so if i don't you know if i don't like where that thing is it's not permanent yeah i can move it it's not screwed into the wall but well, the track but is the track the is screwed wall. into the wall yes and they suggest yeah. that you know you screw the slats into the wall at some point but it, it's it's customized to what you're what you want and they even have um, lots of online design tools as well so I put in hey my closet is this size and they gave me options for what I wanted to do cool so um you can buy it piecemeal as well. So I went to Home Depot and I just bought one big long track, put that up on my wall, and then I started, you know, pricing out all the parts. That's when I realized um, if we, if, you, if you start out from scratch, buy one of the kits. Yeah, they have kits it's cheaper. Yes, they have kits cool. for you know various widths of closets, anywhere from you know, uh, let's see. Like a, a two f- two to four foot section all the way up to a seven to ten foot section. Oh, there's one uh, eight to twelve foot. Yeah. So they have they have kits that have you know your tracks and your slats and everything else you know already in one big group. And yeah, those you know even if that kit didn't have some stuff that I didn't need, but it had a lot of stuff that I did need, and then I can use over again. It was about. I think I priced it out. It was at least 20 or 30 bucks cheaper to buy the kit than it was to buy the individual pieces. Ooh, that's pretty significant. Yeah. But, you know, even if I, you know, replace some of the slats, because the slats were not the really long ones, they were shorter ones. So if I, even if I replace a slat, I can move that slat over to somewhere else and use it on, you know, the sidewall. Or, you know, it's, they're, they're still pieces. They're kind of like Lego bricks. Yeah. I could use them you can, again. You can move them around. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they have they have lots of little bits and pieces. Comes in two colors. You can get white or 
what was the other color? It was kind of like a brown, depending on, you know, what color you want for your closet. Yeah, they've got different things there for, you know, baskets and hooks and all sorts of stuff, so. Cool. I, I too, have closets. Yes. So I may think about that. And I, you know, I had a stud finder and a drill, and I had that thing, I had the, the main bar, I had that mounted in about an hour or so, but then cool. I went out yesterday, bought all the pieces, and I had all the pieces assembled and on the on the wall within like 20 minutes. Nice. Because, you know, you put the, the everything just kind of snaps in, the other things, you know, one thing snaps into the next thing, which snaps into the next thing, and then that snaps into that, and then you snap that in, and boom, you're all done. It was pretty easy to put together. And like I said, I haven't screwed anything down yet, so I can move stuff around if I want to, but we'll see how this goes. So yes, the closet made shelf track system. Awesome. Yeah, my closets could get updated with that. So if you, if you like, you know, if you're okay with wire looking stuff. Right. It's it's not shelves. No. It's all coated wire. Yes. So it, it it you know, it's not it's not fancy, but it will definitely do the job. <laughs> And they, like I said, they've got plenty of different kits with stuff, so. Okay. Overall, a very positive review. We'll see yeah. how it holds up. Yes, that's the other thing. Yeah, I'll have to get everything loaded up on there first, but we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, I believe it is time for the random topic, then. Yes, random topic rolled ahead of time. Where did I put it? Pizza toppings. That was, surprisingly, a meme this year at AGDQ. What? <laughs> So every age, it's a week-long event, right? Yeah. With a huge crowd of people yes. in the same room yes. for the week. Yes. So, like, over the week, usually a meme or two memes or a handful of memes um, develop through mm-hmm. the week. And this year, uh, there was a, a question of whether or not pineapple belongs on pizza. Oh, that's so good. So it was just something that kept coming back up on comments and from the, the runners and the couches and just... A lot of of does pineapple belong on pizza? Um, I'm I'm a little ambivalent on pineapple. I think just about anything can go on a pizza. It depends on what it goes on with, and I guess to some extent, what you classify as pizza. What is what is the difference, Andy, between a pizza and an open faced sandwich? Depends on if the open-faced sandwich is toasted or not. Okay, so convince me that pizza is different than toast. (laughs) Well, toast, for me, normally has some sort of sweetness to it. Well, pizza is more of like a a savory. So I, I counter you with plain buttered toast. Where there is definitely no sweetness. Butter is still somewhat sweet, though. How about putting an egg on it? Well, now we're just getting into breakfast sandwiches. Uh, but only one piece of bread. Like, uh, oh, what's what was that thing where you cut a hole in the middle of the bread and you put the egg in there while it's on? That is, uh, nest, was it egg in the nest or something? Yeah. I, 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 I feel like, uh, I was going to say, you know, pizza is kind of shared, but then there's also, you know, the personal pizzas, especially at all these, uh, five minute pizza places now, like your, your blaze or your mod or yep. pizza food trucks. I just about anything can go on a pizza. Is there, what things cannot go on a pizza? 
you got to have something where you just say that's not going to work on a pizza. Is there anything that you don't think can go on a pizza? I I have a very loose definition of pizza, and I'm willing to accept most toppings on a pizza. I'm trying to think of something that I would not want on pizza. <laughs> Having trouble, aren't you? If you if you get rid of the requirement of like of, of tomato sauce. Okay, now I have not I'm trying to think if I've ever tried a pizza with not having a tomato sauce. I know they exist. I've seen them. I've had them. They are quite tasty. Well, yeah, I don't doubt it cuz yeah, no, that would just give you a, a different base flavor. Walnuts? Who would put walnuts on a pizza? I've had it. Toasted walnuts with spinach, feta, and a cheese base. Oh, it's so good. Especially if you put a little extra sweetness on there with like a pear or a a plum. Sausage? Not sausage. Clams? (laughs) There's a pizza pizza here where the clams are still in the shell. That, no, that's not, that's not clams on on pizza. That's clams on pizza. Yeah. Like... That doesn't count. No. The shell is not edible. No. Tuna melt on I guess the pizza. Cake on the pizza would would just seem weird. Yeah. Broccoli on the pizza? That's not too bad. Corn? No, that's not venison. Had it. Had it. Venison's good, man. Yep. Carrot? Everything. And Carrot? everything Carrot? is Yep, you could do it. Everything is an acceptable pizza topping. Except for things that are not edible. <laughs> Any food is an acceptable pizza topping. It depends on what you put it with. Yeah. Right? Like, find me something that doesn't go good on a piece of bread. I was going to say ice cream, but no, sometimes, depending on... pizzas, man. They're a thing. I know. And they're I mean, damn you, tasty. You get, you get like a like a cinnamon crust. Yep. Oh, that would actually be pretty good. Because, <sighs> oh, yeah, you could get some, like, egg-based toppings, and then you start getting closer to a quiche. Yeah, no, like pizza itself. I mean, yeah, tomatoes and mushrooms and spinach. I'm just going down these lists of stuff here, and it's seven worst pizza toppings of all time. Spinach? No, spinach is good. Tomatoes? I mean, it's a tomato-based shrimp. I don't know. See shrimp on a pizza. Yeah, yeah, but seafood and cheese, really? T- that's... Who said anything about the... Well, I guess the thing says cheese, but, like, you don't need cheese on there. Yeah, no, you should not... I thought that's, like, one of the rules of Italian cooking is you don't mix seafood and cheese. All right, uh, Parmesan encrusted tilapia. <laughs> <laughs> Lettuce on a pizza? Uh, if it's not cooked in the oven, I'd have a hard time finding a good... If you made, like, a chicken Caesar pizza, would that need lettuce on it? Oh, I don't know about that one. Like, I, you know, the, the roasted spinach, yeah, I could see that. Or, you know, toasted spinach. But, no, I don't, I don't toast my romaine before eating it. That's... I've done that. If you take a a piece of romaine, you cut it in half, so it's flat on one side, Mm -hmm. and then you turn it, you you brush that side with oil, and then you put it on a griddle, and so that side gets nice and and warm, which normally, like, warm lettuce is like, ah! Uh, But then you take shaved, frozen balsamic vinaigrette or red wine vinaigrette and uh, some cheese, and so you put the cheese on the hot part of the romaine, so that the cheese starts getting melty, and then you put the shaved ice vinegar on top of it, and then you just eat it. It's incredible. I, uh, 
Okay, Huffington Post has presented its list of worst pizza toppings. Hot dogs. Well, that's just meat. Shrimp. Yeah, we already talked about that one. Hard-boiled eggs. Well, hard-boiled eggs. Mm. Could do it. Yeah, I, you could do it. I don't, I, I'm not a fan of hard-boiled eggs. I mean, that yolk, the yolk just has to have be a little runny. Orange cheese? What the heck is orange cheese? Are we talking like nacho cheese? Or are we talking like cheddar cheese? Because cheddar cheese would be fine with nacho cheese. Maybe if you got like a Mexican-themed pizza. Spam would be okay. Olives would be okay. Sauerkraut would be okay. Corn would be okay. No, okay. Dave, you've opened my eyes to pizza. Yes! It's It was pretty open to begin with. But now it is really open. Yes. And now I want some Rebellies. Because <laughs> that pizza menu is big. Yep. Damn it, now I want Rebellies. <laughs> Can't really help long you on that one. For me. Yeah, that'd yep. be a, that'd be a long drive for pizza, and I don't All think right. I, I don't think you're in the delivery area. No. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to be it then. Yep, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at ra podcast. Or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.